Hello and welcome to another edition of Religions, Regimes and Refugees and their Multicultural Mess and Secular Scam. Thank you very much for joining me today. It is an absolute honor uh, to have you listening to my podcast. Uh, we started a, um, a conversation on uh, Western uh, and Islamic media ecosystem of fear-mongering and stereotypes that insults Hindus. Um, I am an ex-Christian of Indian origin, and I am going to cut in this topic, which, uh, which absolutely, um, you know, what can I say? gets to me should I if I if I can, for lack of another word uh, knowing what goes on on the inside because I was part of this um, this a relic of their empires I am from the inside I I understand what their journey was what how they conned us into believing that they are our saviors um, how they pretended that we're minorities and we we're apt they, they we need to be protected and now that we're leaving they come up with this victimhood and fake um, uh, phobia um, in order to fearmonger us to, to to go back onto our plantation and so they can use us for another generation of slaveries, uh, of slavery and, and slaves. Uh, but it's not our mentality that defines the label. It's not our label that defines the mentality. It's the mentality that defines the label. The label. It's our currents that form the wave. So if you're always negative, we will get negativity. The label has no meaning. Why are you imposing a label on us and playing the divide and rule? If you want equal opportunity, if you think people to you are, are being bad, you take your responsibility. In order for you to have equal opportunity, you need to take equal responsibility. Life is like credit. It's a privilege. It's not a right. No one is obligated to give you anything. You have to prove your worth, empower yourself, work hard, and continuously maintain your value just like your credit score. Like credit, you have where your value depends on your tangible, intangible assets and your capacity to pay back, meaning earning a revenue. In life, your capacity, your value depends on your hard work, your morals, your 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 education, your in integrity, and your intellectual and educational capacity, and your ability to give back to your land, which gives, which invests in your human capital day after day after day in various formats. But if you stand on a, a victimhood plantation and, and think that everyone is, owes you uh, credit and owes you money and owes you dignity, you're never going to get anywhere. You're never going to align. You're never going to uh, be part of, and you'll always be on a slave plantation but that's what these media want you to do their fear-mongering uh, stereotypes and of insults uh, has never stopped uh, they are relics of empires they are an ecosystem that causes divide and rule so anything that suits their agenda they will spew uh, they, they will glorify and anything that doesn't suit their agenda they will de will degrade you have to understand the entire currents that form the waves, but they will not tell it to you. They will only give you what you want, and that's gullibility. So you have to go and do your own homework. It's like going to, like I've mentioned before, it's like going to uh, the supermarket. And in the supermarket, uh, you you go um, on an empty stomach, and you come out with a whole... Um, uh, truckload of, of garbage on your, on your plate, uh, on your in your cart. Um, but if you have two glasses of water and go to the supermarket, you're not going to be getting anything garbage. You're going to get what you want uh, and when you want, and, and you're not going to be paying a huge bill. That is, that water is knowledge. 
Okay, water is knowledge. You have to do your homework, gain the knowledge, and not stoop so low as to to um, to be gullible to these vultures, these colonial vultures who now pretend to be the media and the academia of the world. They're just relics of colonial vultures. That's all, um, and they've made us their bait and their 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 hawks have made us their their stake and and they think that you know we're going to sit down and and suck up to their to their fear mongering but it's not going to work um the media is just a front line for lobbies and the western and islamic media have have is no different from the 3000 years of colonialism that they've gone through so right from the Ab- starting of abraham uh, the the feudal lords and their uh, and the feudal uh, theologians have uh, invoked uh, uh, supremacy um, and and pretended to be the giver of all knowledge and the giver of all education, and basically that's it. And 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 they've formed and spurned empires and kingdoms and sultanates, and pretended they are holier than thou. They've got eighty-two million people as refugees on the planet right now. Eighty to ninety percent of them come from Abrahamic countries or going to Abrahamic countries, but they will never take their responsibility. Uh, so they they will spew negativity on anyone who doesn't submit to their supremacy. And one of those groups are Hindustan. And right now they're calling everything in Hindustan fascist because for the simple reason is that we've given up we've given up our colonial mentality. We've been occupied. We were an Islamic colony for a long time. Then we were a Christian colony. Uh, so we've given up their colonization, but they cannot. They cannot understand that the colonial hangover is no longer working on us. But they they use democracy and fascism and, and right wing and far right wing politics only to get us to go back on a plantation and submit to their holier than thou attitude. But they don't understand is that their supremacy at one time is going to wear off. So even though we got so-called independence in 1947, in reality, we didn't really get anything. Um the Indian National Congress just continued the colonization of the uh, Christian uh, occupiers, uh, should I say, the Europeans, at that point of time. And they continued it uh, through the same labels and the same mentality that was imposed on us by these colonial invaders. And all they did was relabel it as, as, as uh, democracy, and here we are today. Now, after 70 years, we have said enough is enough. We're not taking it anymore. We're sinking, but they don't care that we're sinking. They blame us for everything that's going on with the world. And all of a sudden now they come up with Islamophobia, fascism. Let's just start by saying what Islamophobia is. Islamophobia is a modern way of saying kufr. So they cannot say kufr anymore. So they say Islamophobia. The labels have changed, but the mentality has not because it's not the labels that define the mentality. It's the mentality that define the labels. It's your currents that form your waves. It's not the waves that form your currents. So changing the label and going from kufar to Islamophobia is exactly the same thing. You're spewing negativity and hate on everyone else. And what do you think? You're going to get any any caviar in return? Are you going to get any, 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 um, any uh, champagne? Uh, you're going to get what? steak, triple A steak? I don't think so. You're not doing anything to change the status quo. On on the contrary, you're putting people back on the plantation. And like every wave, it'll stop. 
and then they will refuse to take their responsibility and they'll get another label but the mentality won't change so i'm just going to go into the history of these uh colonial empires who've now spawned of democratic and modern democratic and demo democracy and all these fancy words uh media mainstream media and not mainstream media and how they still continue their spewing of negativity and negative reinforcement on the Indian subcontinent and especially Hindus um, as an obligation on us to submit to their Abrahamic supremacy. So since 1947, the Western world, along with their, uh, um, along with their leftover empires, uh, had the goal to continue the sup suppression of India and and continued a colonial hangover by using Pakistan as a proxy because Pakistan allied with uh, the British during that time and then went on to ally with the Americans. But India said, no, we are independent. We are non-aligned policy. We have a non-aligned policy. And even um, Imran Khan, the former prime minister of India, oh, sorry, I apologize for that, former prime minister of Pakistan kept in his last days, kept uh, glorifying and, 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 talking about how India was always non-aligned, India was always independent and how this is their strength. Uh, but during those days in the early, from 1947 right up till uh, the second decade of the, of the 20th, 21st century, they have continuously imposed upon us a suppression and even in spite of their suppression in spite of their repression in spite of their colonial hang hangover we have risen up but they used pakistan for a very long time as a proxy to continue their colonial hangover this new country they showered the new country with money arms which was then used by pakistan for their militants uh, for cross-border infiltration and to come into genocide in east pakistan in kashmir um, and, and and three million bangladeshis who were killed butchered and murdered and no mention of it in the media their lobbyists through the relics of their colonial empires bought out the indian government and positioned their secular logo in the constitution giving up our dignity so the indian national congress sold out uh, the country and 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 embedded their secular fake secular logo into the indian constitution and by hereby continued the colonization of the of india now to legal constitutional terms while they sold us the rest of us out and sold the people who who they label as minorities sold them out and made them victims and vote banks in order to give them their votes but in inside we the people who were called minorities were absolutely suffocating and repressed by the same colonial uh, rebranded empires um so all of this to detriment who consider themselves hindustani the concept of hindus was further degraded or hindustan because we continued india which was a which was a British term. It is not an Indian term. It is not a Hindustani term. It is not a Vedic term. It was imposed on us. It's a Latin term. So we've got a Latin name and we're trying to figure ourselves out who we are to this Latin name. Uh, the concept of Hindustan and Hindustani was pushed deeper down the tubes. Uh, Hindus were degraded and to glorify the same colonial um, occupiers through rebranding of their crimes upon humanity the invasions and whitewashing of their of their slime should i say for lack of a better word and take where they took over the media and the academia so they rebranded the academia they rebranded the 
the, the media to, to their glorification, to the detriment of the Indian subcontinent. Now, the suffocation and repression of these, of those who managed to keep our Vedic civilization alive for 10,000 years and more, have come to a boiling point. The volcano has has erupted and and now they cry victimhood, victimhood and fascism. What is new? Nothing. These Abrahamic colonial invaders have been doing for 3,000 years the very same thing and nothing has changed. The labels have changed, but the mentality has not. Because it's not the label that defines the mentality. It is the mentality which defines the label. It is your ignorance, your slavery that has become a norm. And we have conditioned to consider this slavery as being something that is special and a divine intervention from God. We cannot see anything anymore. Now our establishment cries wolves and and, and um, fascism. But the problem is that they sold us out and we are not, absolutely not, submitting to them anymore. From the inside, we are standing up. From the inside, we are saying no. From the inside, we are leaving. We refuse to be part of this colonization anymore. We refuse to be part of this suppression and subjugation and be told that we have to remain relics of their colonial empires. We are descendants. Who gave them the right to tell us who we should be? We're descendants of people who were colonized. First of all, they colonized our ancestors. Now, as descendants, we're obligated to be part of of their colonized slaves, of their slavery. Did we? Did they ask us? Uh, don't we have rights in the constitution to be who we choose to be? But no, they cannot say that, right? So fear-mongering of these Abrahamic groups uh, has continued. Now they say, now we say, look at yourselves in the mirror. Like I said, 80 to 90% of refugees on this planet are Abrahamic, and that's 82 million people. Where's the outcry that your fear-mongering and victimhood um, ha- of God has not delivered. Where, where is the outcry for that? This Abrahamic ideology is one of of damage and us versus them, phobia, negativity, and victimhood. It's not about currents and waves. It's not about science. It's just conditioning yourself to behave that you pretend that you're a victim and then some God is going to come and take you. We've been hearing this for too long. What this Islamic and Western media do not like is that we have now a voice and we are using it to challenge from the inside the silence and the slavery and the insult to our human capital, the insult and crimes upon humanity committed on our ancestors for their colonization of our land, of our minds, their feudalism, of our slavery, the right to heal, the the right to reconcile and say that we are not victims anymore. So calling us victims, minority victims, is not going to work. We are survivors. We are not the majority or minority. We are currents and waves. We're not phobic. We are free to be who we choose to be. And not to be intimidated to choose who who the Islamic and, and Christian occupiers need us to be. We are not relics of Abrahamic colonialism, but empowered generation who have reconciled with our past, our land, the beauty of our cosmic minds. We are not inferior anymore. We choose to say that we are that your fear-mongering does not hurt us anymore. On the contrary, it makes us stronger and makes us more human. If you want equal opportunity, you think you want to cry out for equal opportunity for everyone, look at yourselves in the mirror and take credit for your crimes upon humanity.
So, as someone who grew up in this in this Christian world, um, these people, these Western media and academia and the Islamic media, uh, have no problem stereotyping us. Okay, when we stereotype them, they do not like it. They say, "Oh, it's a stereotype. You're you're putting one label on anyone, everyone else." But they do exactly the same thing. So they're, they're telling us to do what they will never do. The stereotype is unforsaken. It's unbelievable. You have um, Rana Ayub, who's spreading hatred all across the world and trying to say that the Hindus are committing a genocide of 220 million people. Has there ever been a genocide in 220 million people on this planet? But I'll tell you what, their Islamic uh, empires have done pretty close. Have, done a lot of, of, of genocides on this planet. What about them? Are they, when are they going to wake up and, and take their responsibility in order to camouflage but in, in order to ca- camouflage their, their fear-mongering? Okay? Um, what they will not tell you that like Christians and like every other group and like Muslims like Islam, there are multiple and multiples and multiples of communities uh, on the ground and no one Everyone thinks they live in their own world and everyone thinks they're better than the other. Okay, So the fear-mongering is on the inside, the negativity is on the inside, and all they do is pray and believe that God is coming to them. So the Indian Muslim divides. There are multiple, multiple, multiple groups across the board um, and they will not tell you who they are. So they've got multiple... uh, Firkas and Muslim subgroups, uh, caste, uh, race, Sayyids, sheikhs, uh, moguls, um, fruit sellers, they got weavers, they got uh, carbon uh, cotton traders, they got darjis or tailors, they got dobies, they got metas, uh, metar, Bharatiya uh, Muslims, Pasmanda Muslims. they got plenty and plenty and plenty of groups on the ground. The bulk of Indian Muslims are Pasmanda Muslims. Pasmanda are what you call as Dalit Muslims, are poor, untouchable Muslims, the bulk of them. And they are controlled by the upper class Ashraf Muslims. Ashraf Muslims are those that are uh, descended from, um, from Arab invaders. Okay, um, and, and these Muslims are, um, are the ruling class and they still rule. They are descendants of the Mughal empires, of the Delhi Sultanate and all the different invaders who came to this country and who colonized local Indian Hindus and, and made them into Muslims. Okay, So they are still colonial invaders, they are relics of these colonial empires. And the bulk of this, this group is, is Sunni and the, the minority is Shia. They are... Um, They've got a board called the All India Muslim Law Board, and that board, the chairman, has to be from a group called the um, Dioband uh, group of Muslims. He's, they are Sunni Muslims. They are the uh, they're the most powerful and the most influential. Um, and if I'm if I recall collect- correctly, the vice chairman uh, has got to be from the Shia group. So one has got to be from the from the from the Diobandi group, and one has got to be from the Shia group. Uh, and they control what's on the ground. They dictate everything. They uh, they suppress people. They force you to follow. They, they force you to put money in their pockets. They force you to eat halal and, and, and pay them, and by thereby getting paid. Um, 
and it, there are multiple and multiples of groups. And none of these, although the local groups on the ground, the multiples of groups have have uh, representation in, in this Islamic uh, law board, but in some areas, but they have no rights. So everything is controlled by the Sunni Diobendi group, and we go from there. Okay, so it is insensible. Um, and, and, and no one will ever talk about the different groups and the multiples of firkas or different representations uh, that exist there and all those who have to remain relics of empires. Uh, now, for those who don't understand, uh, Christianity is the same. We have multiples and multiples of groups. No one ever knows who is who. No one knows who, uh, which group belongs to which land. How do they come? What is the history? We're just supposed to submit in silence, go to church, say our prayers, give money to the church, and that's about it. We, we really don't have any idea. We're not allowed to ask questions. Any type of questions is considered a, a sin, is considered a crime. Because why? If you ask a question, then they cannot give you an answer, then you will leave. And their goal is to keep you in submission and silence and, and remain your colonial occupiers of our land. And, and this is what we are doing from the inside. We are questioning and they do not like it. We are leaving. They do not like it. So in, all, in order to fearmonger us and to keep us back on our plantation, we keep us as silent uh, slaves, which they have rebranded as democracy. Uh, they fearmonger you. And so all over the world, it, um, you have this Western and, and, and Islamic media going fascism, fascism, fascism. But we're used to it. For 3,000 years, they've done only this. So... Why are we, we crying anymore? Really, they've done only this for 3,000 years. Ever since Abrahamic ideologies have come there, they started with their, with their colonial, with their uh, kingdoms and their clans and, and, their, um, and their orthodoxy, telling everyone that they are superior and that they, they, need to, um, they need to subjugate us and we need to be submit, sub, subjugated to them. But they cannot tell the truth. They cannot tell that Muslims are leaving. In Kerala, one of the biggest areas of very orthodox Muslims, Salafi Muslims, there is, an, there is um, a group called the ex-Muslims of Kerala, and they're growing by the day. Um, and basically, what this group does is... What this group does is... is give a platform to people who who are who leave Islam, who are subjugated to it by eviction, uh, excommunication from their families, excommuting a family, excommunicating a member, forcing a spouse, they, they force your spouses of an apostate to seek divorce. They don't allow apostates to contact their children. They're not allowed to share an the inheritance. They obstruct marriages. They force people, they use um, slander tactics, um, a false framing in in criminal cases even if a member of the indian group is abroad if a person is willing to to concede and despite these tactics they may face threats physical attacks eliminations um, and 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 basically they may even face death and this happens uh in in india it happens all over the case but no islamic group will talk about it but they will pretend that we are we are um 
we are bad, or they will pretend that we are uh, victims, they will pretend that the rest of the people are Islamophobes, but you don't understand. It's your currents that form your wave. So if there's Islamophobia on the outside, there's phobia on the inside. People are phobic and, and sick of, of these colonial empires rebranded as religions, uh, and we want to leave. We, we have the right to question, we have the right to ask, we have the right to, to make our own journey and, and not be able to subjugate. And yes, we have the right to, to criticize also. The right to criticize is a right of democracy. So if you understand democracy, why is the right not to criticize? Because anyone can tell me anything. How do I know that you're right? How do I know that your God exists? How do I know that what you're telling me is the truth? Whose interpretation should I take? Why should I take someone's interpretation when I have a mind of my own? But they don't like that because they do that and you will not. they cannot colonize your mind. They cannot control your votes and they cannot control the money. At the end of the day, it's about power and money, and they cannot have that. So people like Rana you, people like Mehdi Hassan, who, uh, and MSNBC, and, and all these establishment uh, ecosystem, who do nothing but spew uh, negativity on Indian politics, on, on Indian subcontinent, on Hindus, um, have have nothing to offer you. They come from negative lives and they refuse to take their, their responsibility, but they, they want equal opportunity and they will stereotype anyone uh, in order to get you to believe in their victimhood and that they need help and they are the victims, they are not the problems. Let me tell you, you are a... a, a magnetic field. You will only attract people who mirror image of who you are. It's your currents that form the waves. You are not a person. You are not a label. Stop putting labels on people. Stop stop forcing people to subjugate. Take your responsibility. Understand your currents that form the wave. How long have you been negative? How long have you been uh, reducing other people to negativity? And you will get equal opportunity. And to the people who are listening, I tell you something very clearly. It is important for me to say this because I've worked on this for a very long time uh, in order to, to put the whole thing together. The world over, we all know where our faults lie. All of us without an exception, uh, without exception, whichever group, whichever label, whether micro or at the macro level. We do not have the courage to say it aloud because these lies are our only identity. This hypocrisy is our foundation. This ignorance is our calling card. We rather camouflage our problems with multicultural slavery, God and feudalistic fabricated blind fate. We can do ourselves a favor if we want to roll up our sleeves and find out the problem. However, here lies that real problem. We do not want to do the hard work, but we want to benefit from other people's hard work. We choose to go to foreign countries whose citizens have already put in the hard work, whose citizens have risen up against their supremacist religions and feudal regimes, against their corrosive ideologies, against the establishment. We want to benefit from their struggle, from their rebellion, but we do not want to take the concept and apply it to others. While I am in effect generalizing this mentality, there are plenty of exceptions to this rule. But for the majority of us, we insist on maintaining our lies, our fake identity, our good-for-nothing ignorance, while eating our cake with our other hand too. Why? Because we have been swimming in the slime for so long, it has become comfortable. We do not want to disturb our infested swamps. It is too scary for us to take a chance and venture into the unknown. So we rather let others do all the dirty work and we swallow the benefits, while we insist on, of course, on pointing fingers at others to justify and portray them as xenophobes and, and fascists and racists and... and, and negative hate speeches, while we, the poor little victims, let me say point blank, 
It's not going to work anymore. We are going to have to look in the mirror and tell ourselves the truth sooner or later. Our lies, our hypocrisy, our ignorance has reached the end of the road. We are at the cliff. We either have to have the courage to stand up and do what we need to do, or do ourselves a favor and jump off that cliff. Pretending is not going to work anymore. Freedom is not free. If you want that equal opportunity that the ancestors of our lands have sacrificed and fought hard to provide, this opportunity comes at a price, a price where we need to take equal responsibility if we want to be part of an equal and egalitarian society. So uh, to all the folks listening out there, take off your labels, understand the currents that form your waves, leave the fear-mongering aside, make every junction into an intellectual laboratory, take, and, and you will slowly keep clean up the system. Have that, have, that, have that conversation with at least five people. Ask them to have a conversation with other five people and understand what has caused us to come to this, this junction in life today. Okay, and the best thing to do is is volunteer. Once you volunteer, uh, there is no better thing, to, no better way to have um, to see the other side. There's no better way to heal. There's no better way to reconcile, and there's no better way to change the status quo. So thank you for listening to me to the um, international Western and Islamic media. Don't waste your time. You can continue doing what you're doing. We are free. Uh, we've been listening to your garbage for three thousand years, and unfortunately. We're not taking it anymore. You can spew all the hatred on in Hindustan, on India, um, but let me tell you something. Um, we are free to stand up and say what we want. We are no longer your colonial slaves. We are no longer going to submit to your colonial hangover. If you've got a hangover, that's your problem. Go see a doctor. Uh, but leave us alone because we have the right to be free and not um, and 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 proud people of our Vedic, proud descendants of our Vedic ancestors. Thank you very much. You have yourself a good day. Uh, cheers and stay safe.